0: And now, today's word. Okay, so make friends with the wise. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. I don't like saying people are fools, but it's in the Bible, I can't avoid it. So it means some of us are companion of fools. Number four, fourth way to get wisdom, receive correction and make amends. Receive correction. One of the best ways to, receive, to be wise is to be open to correction. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 31 and 32. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. I want you to note what it says. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. But have you noted the phrase, the rebukes of life? The the ear that hears the rebukes of life will be wise. In other words, sometimes life will rebuke you. What what, what do we mean by life is rebuking? When, when When we say life is whipping you, when life whips you and you don't learn, you don't become wise, but, but sometimes life whips you. You make a decision and it comes back and smacks you. And you realize, wow, I thought I was right, but the repercussion is bad. It's a rebuke of life. It's a rebuke of life. You made an investment. Somebody promised you, oh, if you do this thing in in two years, it will multiply and multiply and multiply and you can solve all your financial problems in two years. And it whipped you. It's called the rebuke of life. You had an opportunity in life. And you destroyed it. And it hit you back. It's the rebuke of life. And there are some people who never hear the rebuke of life. Life whips them, but they don't hear. I remember talking to an older mentor of mine. He's a pastor, and uh, he's now about 90 years old, still preaching. And uh, he was telling me about almost 20 or so years ago, he said he was traveling once, I think in the, sometime in the 40s, he was going to take a train. And when he was going to take the train, somebody picked his money from his pocket. Pickpocket picked his money. And he says, since then, he never put money in his pocket. And he told me where he put his money. I won't tell you. So, so you go and steal it. <laughs> but he said, I learned not to put money in my pocket. Now, it's called the rebuke of life. Life, Pam rebuked him. And he said, oh, money in the pocket at the train station is no good. It's called the rebuke of life. When life smacks you and you don't learn, it will smack you again. If you don't learn, it will smack you, smack you. Your, your cheek will swell but you are not learning, then it will turn to the other cheek and whack you and whack you and whack you. It is swollen, you don't hear, then it goes to your head and hit your head. And some people are rebuked by life, but they never learn. They never learn. Make the same mistake. I I mean, sometimes you see people who have married seven times. I said, what's wrong with you? At least you married the first one, it didn't work. Second one, I didn't work. Third one, I didn't work. Fourth one, it didn't work. It means that you're making the same mistakes. Same mistake. The problem is not those people, it's the people you are choosing. Life is slapping you, but you are not learning. Slapping you. Slapping you. And there are some of you, life has slapped you. Now it is not slapping your head, it's slapping under your chin. Wham, wham, wham. You're not learning anything. <laughs> the ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. So when life rebukes you, learn. Don't turn every correction into an attack. Don't say the devil is attacking me. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. No, life just slapped you and make amends and correct yourself. You'll be wise. Number five, guard your emotions and your tongue. Guard your emotions and your tongue. If you want to be wise, you have to guard your emotions and your tongue. Proverbs seventeen twenty seven twenty eight. 28, He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Verse 28, my favorite, Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he's considered perceptive. So shut your lips. Shut your lips. But it's wise to learn quietness. Control the urge to speak all the time. Control the urge to be hurt and angry all the time develop a calm spirit don't be hasty in your responses to life control the urge to panic when things are not going well because things may not go well but don't panic don't panic don't jump off the train don't jump from the frying pan because the next place after the frying pan is a fire at least you are accustomed to the frying pan and before you jump out find where you are landing I remember years ago, there was fire in our home. And I was in the shower having my bath. And the fire started in the sitting room. And so I heard shouts fire, fire, fire. I said, What's happening, fire? Said, and they said, Come out, come out, there's fire. I said, Come out to do what? <laughs> come out to do what? There is fire, but think. Otherwise, after the fire has been put off, everybody will remember. (laughs) Have a calm spirit. Have a calm spirit. Have a calm spirit. Don't panic. Don't jump. Don't just respond because things are hard. Things are hard. Hey, what shall I do? What shall I do? Calm spirit. Calm spirit. Calm spirit. All right. So guard your emotions and your tongue. Number six, appreciate the brevity of life. Psalm 90 verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. When we are young, we see ourselves as having a lot of time. We look ahead of us and wonder when we will ever grow. Didn't you? Those of you who are about 50 and 60, oh, I, I want to grow up, I want to grow up, I want to grow up. Now you want to be young. <laughs> Look at all the things we are doing dyeing the hair, trying to do all kinds, to be young. As you grow older, you realize how short life is. When I was younger, when I heard somebody was 70, I said, hey, A human being. How can you be 70? Now 70 is around the corner. (laughs) When we began this year and I said, everybody add 20 years to your life. Some of you were frightened. Because you add 20 years You say, hey, is that me? Yeah, it's you. It's you. In the next 15 years, I'll be 70. You know how short 15 years is? From the year two thousand, when we start Y2K, why two K till now is fifteen? Seventy. Whether I like it or not, I can bind it, rebuke it, reject it in the name of Jesus, resist it, command it by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lamb, you'll still be, you'll be growing. So the Bible says, Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Have a practice of adding 20 years to your age all the time. You'll be wise. You will instantly, wisdom will hit you. That's when you start panicking. Hey, I don't have this. I don't have that. I haven't done that. I haven't done that. Because until you see that time is short, you will not appreciate the important things of life. You may grow to be 70, you may grow to be 80, you may grow to be 90. Now all of that seems short to me. 90 years is short. You may even take it to 120. There are people who say, I live to 155, it is still short. No matter how long you prolong it, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. When you start numbering your days, you appreciate every moment God gives you. You appreciate life. You appreciate the fact that you can get up from bed and walk out. You appreciate the fact that you can put your own clothes on your body because some can't. You can appreciate when you wake up in the morning and you are alive, the birds are singing. You say, wow, I made it another day. And apply your heart to wisdom because every day the clock ticks you've lost something which you can never gain again you will never gain yesterday you will never gain the year 2014 ever again you will never have this moment again it's past and if you don't use it it's just adding gray hair to you But no quality. Be mindful of days. Be mindful of the years. And those of you who are young, don't take it for granted. Not too long ago, we were all young. We were all 25 and talk about, we will take the world, we will take the world. Now, 30 years later, you wonder, how much of the world have I taken? (laughs) Teach us to number our days. That we may apply our hearts to wisdom those of you who are young whatever you have to do do it wisely don't make too many mistakes in life don't spend the bulk of your life correcting your mistakes minimize your mistakes so your life will be more progressive than taking one step forward two step backwards to come and make amends because for most of us for some of us our life is just correcting mistakes and there's no progress the older you grow the less mistakes you have to make Older you grow. You have to be more thoughtful, more deliberate. Minimize your mistakes. Because if you're making mistakes at 60, when are you going to correct them? If you're making mistakes at 50, when will you correct them? You may not have time to correct them. You're making mistakes at 70, when are you going to correct them? Because one of the things you realize, when when you are young, life is more flexible. little children fall down the floor fall down the floor fall down the floor and get up fall down get up Fall. and sometimes they fall by themselves and get up and they are laughing get up get up one of the things I didn't use I didn't understand when I was growing up you know I hear my parents my aunties who would talk about somebody older and they said he fell down he was he was having his bath and he fell I said get up I didn't know that when you are older and you fall You don't get up. (laughs) Somebody falls in, in, in his bath, not that he has a stroke, he's just falling in the bath and can't get up because as you get older, it's more difficult to bounce back, more difficult to recover. So you have to minimize your falling. You have to minimize your falling have to minimize your mistakes, because recovery is going to take you a long time. A long time. Those of you men, especially, you are 65, you've now gone for a girl. (laughs) After all the wisdom you've accumulated in your life, you now have a 25-year-old girl by your side. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's your wisdom. You follow it. You, you follow. It's a free world. Follow it. Teach us to number our days. Final, final way to get wisdom. Number last. And that's what most of you were wishing would be number one. Pray for wisdom. James 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. In other words... If all of these, number one to six, has failed, pray. Ask God to give you wisdom. And in addition to number one to six, pray. Praying for wisdom is not a one time activity. Praying for wisdom is seeking God's guidance in all the major choices of your life, it's a daily, moment by moment activity. Somebody is speaking to you and you, you are heating up. You are getting angry. That's the good thing about it. When you are getting angry, you will see it. Don't you see it? You, you, see, you see that you are sparking. You are just coming. And what the person is saying is just really annoying you. And you know, I'm going to say something very, very bad in the next two minutes. At that time, pray for wisdom. Say, Lord, I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry. I'm heating up, Lord. Give me wisdom, give me wisdom, give me wisdom. Somebody is making you a financial offer. Pray for wisdom. Somebody has told you something. Pray for wisdom. You've just discovered a secret. Pray for wisdom. You've heard something that somebody spoke about you. Pray for wisdom. Because if we're constantly praying for wisdom, constantly the inspiration of the Almighty will give us understanding. And sometimes in that moment of vulnerability, God just calms your spirit and the anger just evaporates or the panic evaporates or the fear evaporates. You pray for wisdom all the time. One of the things, practices I've developed in my life for years is pray for wisdom. I pray for wisdom more than anything in my life I pray for wisdom constantly constantly even when I'm preaching I'm praying for wisdom constantly Lord help me Lord teach me Lord show me Lord give me wisdom Lord help me understand Lord open my heart Lord open my mind Lord open my understanding constantly constantly because one moment you will slip and that slip may give you a bad fall One moment you can make a mistake that you may never be able to repair the rest of your life. Ask God for wisdom. And the Bible says that's the good news that He gives to all liberally. In other words, when you pray for wisdom, God will breathe wisdom to you. But remember, it's the breath of the Almighty, not the wind. It's going to be a breath. You pray for wisdom. He breathes an idea to you. He calms your spirit. He leads you. And don't harden your heart. Receive the breath of the Almighty. And he will preserve and protect you. God bless you.